This week's episode is brought to you by abs. The muscles in your stomach that I will never be able to accentuate because I like Dr. Pepper too much. Ab muscles are something you get when you work out and diet and exercise. And I will never have them. But Altmile will. Ab muscles. Yeah, Altmile, you get it. Get those gains. podcast where the concept is Gear Chronicle during G-Era, and the execution is Gear Chronicle right now. I'm Atlas. I'm Matt. I'm Rupier. <laughs> is he okay? <laughs> What's wrong uh, with him? Uh, I'm proof. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, Nexus team? That was a good intro. That was very Yes. Cool. Thank you. I thought of it on the way home. Good. That's that good. good. I yeah. appreciate that. No, man. Gear Chronicle may now have uh, the astral plane guy as uh, as Valkyrian. a bind target, but just it, it's just not enough, is it? <laughs> so I, I keep forgetting Gear Chronicle is a clan people can play in standard. <laughs> Legitimate. Like, I forget they exist. I haven't seen that clan in a long time. They just like, so, didn't do anything. Somebody on Vanguard EX was like, yeah, you just open the Gear Chronicle booster and you have like every card immediately. Or buy the Gear Chronicle TDs and open the booster bunch for like infinite CP. And I was like, Gear Chronicle's a clan? <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't, it crossed up, didn't even cross my mind. I was watching old episodes of uh, G at work today and I was like, man, Gear Chronicle used to be so scary and now it's just not. Yeah, I want It's not job. a real clan anymore. I mean, I like how they they go. All right, everyone gets support once a year, and they're they're getting support a year and some change. So they're like, we're taking the time travel thing super seriously. No, they said it's going to be a calendar year. So as long as you fall within the year, you, that's your one support for said year. Oh, oh so it could be like fifty, or it could be like you know twenty months between one set of support to the next. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> Spice waited fifteen months between releases. Yeah. That was and a fun Bermuda time. is getting a second set in December. Bermuda Triangle has more support Whoa. than Gear Chronicle now. I don't even <laughs> want to imagine Bermuda support right now, but I'm ready for everyone to be really mad about it. Same. Same. I mean, same, same. I'm hoping the Bermuda stuff is just medium. Like, I want it to be medium to medium minus. Oh, you know that's not going to be the case. Oh, I- Didn't they already announce more Melody support, and then they yes. announced, like, uh, Pacifica and them girls? Yes. Oh boy! I knew it was like Riviera and Pacifica, but I assumed they were going to go off in their own uh, direction. They they likely will, but as long as the melody's around and Sonata continues to be busted with uh, Caro, anything they add to it is just going to put more, more fuel to the fire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Soon they won't even need Lee's a lot. Right? <laughs> when they spoiled that card for the TD, I was just like, excuse me? Yeah, I was so mad. <laughs> I was the warden from Holes. Excuse me? Freaking gold paladin card and freaking Bermuda. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just put two decent spike cards together into one thing that make it free. That's smart. Yeah, sounds good to me. Yeah. And you can just call it while you're grade one. Yeah. And then ride in and get it again. Fun. <laughs> anyway, we're three minutes into the episode. We haven't even said what the topic is. 
Uh, we should probably do that. Um, is there ever a topic when I'm around? What? There is extremely <laughs> a topic when you're around, usually. Proof uh, is the topic. Proof is the topic. <laughs> Centralizing topic. <laughs> when everything's the topic, nothing is. Uh, anyway. So, the reason we brought Proof here today is not to specifically talk about Spike Brothers, but it's a little bit like that. Um, you lie. We mostly <laughs> wanted to... We wanted to kind of pick your brain because you are one of the few Vanguard YouTubers who has chosen to focus on a specific clan. Yes. Which is kind of like if you're a city planner whose whole job is to design one apartment building. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very interesting, and I was just curious... What made you, like, decide to do that? Because there are Vanguard YouTubers literally everywhere. And Mm -hmm. you kind of set yourself out from the rest by just going, okay, I'm going to go niche within niche here. So So it wasn't kind of, it wasn't by design. It's just that I have a very addictive personality to things that I enjoy. And when I started doing YouTube content, the basis of it was I like Spike Brothers. I think the bad end stuff is good because it was around break ride era. And so like more people should know about this. So kind of picked up this is way back rudimentary. I actually recorded with my cell phone to get video content out there just before I knew about uh, recording software. But I was like, I want people to know that spikes are actually pretty good. So that's where it started. I did branch off into some other things. Like since this was break ride era, I did do some some stuff with the Blau support, and I I, I never recorded with Novell, but I had it in my arsenal. And then as things branched off, I just kind of focused in on spikes because that's where my interests most lied. And if I enjoyed it, it was kind of a hobby. So I was like, let me put some stuff out there that kind of interests me and put it in ways that. I haven't seen it done before and it kind of spun in and became this own entity. And that's where it started. And then along the way, like some fortunate breaks kind of happen. Um, we can get to that in a little bit later. If you want to talk about where the quote unquote big break things kind of happen. Yes. But as, as things kind of spun off, I kind of became known as the spike guy, even though, I'm not necessarily the best spike player, but I I do look at it like I do deep dives into it. And maybe people might think about things a little bit differently or may they might hear me say something in a way that they haven't thought about themselves to give a new look into something. And that's what I enjoy. I like being able to provoke thoughts with people and maybe they might have seen something a little bit differently that they didn't expect to see a certain way. Yeah, I've probably said this. I probably told this story, you know, like you know, four or five times in this podcast by now. And I, but I haven't said it in a while, so I thought I'd say it again. I first found <laughs> I, I first found proof kind of by I, I think it was when the extra the first G, a G extra booster for spikes came out, uh, which mm-hmm. was reckless rampage. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't know what I'm. There's like you know like three decks I could be playing right now. Like which deck am I supposed to be playing? Was my uh, original thing. Because I had been, pl- I had the uh, break ride, 
uh, Break Ride Legion with the extra stride support that people were playing before Reckless Rampage. That was just kind of awful. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then, like... I watch your video. I'm like, are we supposed to do that? Just add new strides or what? And then I watched, and then I looked at your video, and then I kind of looked back on your channel just to see what kind of videos you had made beforehand. And I was like, oh, you seem to make a lot of spike stuff. All right, seems like you play a lot of spikes. And you, 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 it seemed like it's so. It, it seemed to me like you would be knowledgeable about spikes because you did a lot of spike stuff, specifically mm-hmm. spikes. And I was like, all right. And I watched the video, and I was like, yeah, it makes a lot of sense, and it helped me select which spikes variant I wanted to play. Which I think was the Miracle Ace version, because that's what everyone was doing, right? Rising Miracle Ace shenanigans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that deck actually wasn't my original idea. Actually, it was um, Clash from my di- now Discord, then Pojo. Shout out to Clash. Oh my god, he, Pojo. I forgot about Pojo. Yeah, I, used to be on, I used to be on Pojo more exclusively back in the day. <laughs> I remember going on there back when I played Yu-Gi-Oh! And I was like, guys... I found this deck profile on the Udio Wikia. How good is it? And they're like, are you really getting your deck list from the Wikia? What the fuck are you doing here? Dark See, times, dark times. Yeah, that was what like is- early Teledad format too. So I was like getting my ass handed to me. My, I, I somehow have never used Pojo. Yeah, wow. same. I've been on Pojo since Duel Masters back in high school. Mm-hmm. So that's oh how long I've God. been. That's how long I've been there. I've been playing Magic for 17 years, <laughs> and I've never once used Pojo. See, Pojo is more of an outlet for, I want to, in my mind, it's more for, like, the Yu-Gi-Oh! crowd and then, like, a bunch of smaller games. Mm-hmm. Like, for Magic content, there's so many different outlets and dedicated websites like channel fireball and stuff like that to where you can get your content elsewhere and not have to go into pojo and they have their own forums and communities as well so you kind of get the pojo experience without having to deep dive into some of the the mad bads that might be lurking around pojo <laughs> well, like there's what there's like a like an alt-right magic community or something what do you mean <laughs> in terms of mad bads or in terms of no 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 Oh, just, magic! No, there's just mad, mad at things about the game, but also bad at the game. Oh, that's so mad, what. Uh, oh, then you never, oh. never heard the term mad bad. Before? I have never heard the term, and I kind of like yeah. it. Is that magic exclusive, I, or is that? No, that's not. That is. Uh, I got it from my group of friends, and it's kind of coming to its own as a term because I use it a lot in my Discord channel. It's basically kind of like the loud bad people who Gear kind cancer? of. Something like that. It's kind of like the people who have awful opinions about the game, but they are very boisterous about those opinions. They kind of stick their heads out every once in a while just to voice them and get shut down, and then they go back away, but then they come back again later. They're kind of like a, a cockroach. But that, What I'm hearing is basically the trading card game version of an incel. Nah, maybe not as bad in terms of that, but they are. It's kind of like it's just kind of a collective, all-inclusive term for general badness that people like to sling around. Rupert, you going to say it. something? No, I was just saying what seems like a pretty simple concept. They're bad at the game. Mm-hmm. They're also upset at the game, and they're very loud about it. Yep, mad bads. People like this exist in every fandom. I see it all the time in various video games. I'm more than I'm more than happy to 
bestow the usage of Mad Bad on the Nexus Core <laughs> YouTube, YouTube channel. We we accept the usage with grace, and we will use it <laughs> with impunity, and probably just at each other. If we're being honest, it's probably just going to be yeah, a that's not, game doing. Not too bad. Yeah. <laughs> Let me, oh, I, found, I found the video that uh, that I that I, I searched for it. It was Cold Hard Proof F2. Oh yeah, my I used to I used to like making uh, themes around puns of my name yeah. for for a series. So Cold Hard Proof was the combo centric videos. But then I kind of realized that I really only cared about doing combos about spikes. So when I tried to venture into other clans, it wasn't nearly as good. As I wanted it to be, so it kind of fell off after a while. <laughs> but the the basis around it was to kind of show what a combo can do and how much guard is generated from it in a pretty common situation. But that kind of went away because G guards happen, which kind of skewed what is allowed to right. <laughs> for, for guarding. <laughs> So instead of like, so right, I have, at the time it was great. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I mostly agree. Well, maybe How now much I'm is standard a worth now. What? Wait, what? <laughs> I, I I asked like, how much is a heal worth? Like once G guards came out, is like now clan dependent, which it makes it difficult. Yeah, it makes it much harder. It's like, is it a 15k guard? Is it a 25k guard? Do you just average it out and say that it might be a 20k guard like it is for standard now it was it was all bad so then i would try to try to skew it to consider cards forced out of hand on an average occurrence but then math got tricky and then i was like it's it's not worth it to keep putting the charts together at this point (laughs) i think now that we have this reboot and there's no g guards anymore in standard you could probably bring that back uh, you could, but it'd mostly be centered around Excel clans because mm-hmm. they're the ones that have the more extensive attack sequences. Yeah, I mean, well, some Force clans have the ability to hint, hint, Shadow Paladin, but... Um, they could, but it's not like a, a long, innovative chain that can that's worth looking into, in my opinion. It's, it's Blaster like Dark, Blaster Dark, Mordred, Blaster Dark, Blaster Dark. Yeah, so it's 2020 <laughs> yeah. or 30-30 or... 30, 40, or 30, 20. It kind of scales in on itself. So it's like, it's one card here. Maybe it's two cards because it's 30k, and then it restand with additional boosts. So you just kind of just double it up from there. Mm-hmm. It's not super innovative, so it's not really fun to look into. Yeah. And it's kind of, by design, a very simple combo, so like... Yeah. There's no real reason to go in-depth in it when there's nothing really to explain. Mm-hmm. Because, like... I started watching you back when you were doing, like, your Miracle Ace combo, so, like, those can be kind of tricky. I remember when we were playing in the hub, our resident Spike players would occasionally mess up the combos and kind of drop games because of it. Mm Mm-hmm. So you had to keep track of three resources. You had to keep track of Counter Blast, keep track of Soul, and keep track of your hand. Actually, four, because you had to keep track of Charge Units in said hand at the same time. (laughs) So (laughs) So that's what made it more of a fun, intricate thing to keep track of and i think that's what made it more fun for the viewer to look into it's like oh yeah like if you have x amount of soul you can call four cards and then frog raider gets buffed because frog raider was the best card in spikes g era but we don't talk about that much too much 
But just kind of keep track of all those resources at the same time while the pull off a combo made made it fun, more fun for me to look into. And that's where the basis came from. I don't think I ever asked this to you specifically. So in your first build of, with Reckless Rampage, did you have the stand trigger in your deck? Uh, Double Watch? Yeah. Uh, that was a long time ago. I, wanna I, say, I think I did not for, like, the first several builds of Miracle Ace. That I yeah. I, I want to say I did it. And then at some point I was like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I, I, I think it's because you were seeing it as a stand trigger. And, yeah. like, mm-hmm. this is coming from the podcast that did a whole episode about why stand triggers are terrible. And uh, this is before we kind of figured out that stand triggers are used for their effects, not for being stand triggers. So, like, mm-hmm. that preconceived notion was blocking your, uh, you know, Well, ability. especially in spikes, stand triggers have been notoriously bad. Oh, of course. Yes, because so the entire mechanic doesn't synergize. <laughs> like, <laughs> all your guys just leave and come back, and so the stand trigger does nothing. Mm-hmm. So, like, I was looking at it like, man, like, I think this card is, like, I was like, how how worth is having a 7k charger, first of all? Mm-hmm. How worth is it to have a counter charge and a soul charge? The soul charge actually matters a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and how important is it that I have an extra charge unit is the part of things I weren't weighing. Against the fact that, like, it being an extra charge unit and it being a counter charge soul charge ended up being the larger portion. Mm-hmm. And thinking back on it, I can say with 100% certainty, my first builds did not have Devil Watch in it at all. Because yeah. thinking along the same lines as you, I was like, what am I going to do with a stand trigger with charge <laughs> units? <laughs> it makes no sense. But then after I looked into it, it was like, oh yeah, like these resources are important. I should, I should probably look into this. Yeah, I was like, I need another because I was playing the stupid elephant, right? Uh huh. And I was like, there's got to be a way to not play this guy. <laughs> and then I was like, wait. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, this card. But then it was like, it takes up a slot in your triggers, and like, ah, uh, I hated, I hated wrestling with myself for the trigger lineup. It was always wonky. It was always it always felt bad no matter what. It was do like seven? do I play two? Do I play six crit? Do I play five? Yeah, do I play this third double watch in case I damage check them? But I never want to see it early. I was like, oh god, I hate this. <laughs> do I play do I play five crit? Do I play four crit? Do I play full rainbow? Oh Jesus. <laughs> How many do I need in this deck? Yeah. It's like my hand needs I need I need the cards in my hand, but also need, I can't die because if I have a fistful of five case, so it was it was all bad. Fistful worked, of five case sounds like bad. a fantastic name for an autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be it'd be a future memoir. It'd be like the name of my documentary. Yeah, fistful of five case, the proof story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Then you, then so you get sued was, by, uh, by uh, Clint Eastwood's ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Unless he's still alive for some reason. I could see him doing that. Just he's still just, alive. Oh, he could still, uh, like, when, when Proof is writing his memoir, somehow he's still alive? Yeah, yeah like, Clint Eastwood <laughs> stubbornly refuses to die. He's just like... I believe it. <laughs> yeah, just in a tube somewhere. <laughs> I want to debate. It's like drama. His head is in a glass somewhere. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what it'll be. I want to debate the empty chair with Obama in it again. <laughs> uh, 
Um, so, uh, but G Air, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, like, there are very few other uh, YouTubers that do what you do, and mm -hmm. those being so far that I can find only Aquaforce people. The only two mm -hmm. other channels that I've found that like kind of do that specialization thing are Commander Jaime, who has disappeared from the face of the Earth, and Wave mm -hmm. Nation, who have, we have had on this very podcast. Mm -hmm. um, and you kind of seem to have cornered the market uh, to the point where you have a very successful Discord with a bunch of servers in it where Solemn Vanguard comes to hang out sometimes. Yeah, uh, we call it uh, Proof Court Worldwide. It's like, we call it Switzerland. Like, it's very <laughs> neutral. Everybody comes in and chills, can talk, have yeah. fun. And that's like, even though even though my content centers around spikes, I've always been per person who wants to be very inclusive. So, mm -hmm. like, when people come in, I don't try to discourage non-spike talk. Like, let people do their thing, talk about their clans that they love and enjoy. And it kind of helps build a community around it, knowing that when spike time happens, it's going to be spike chat. But <laughs> like now, but in in general, like I just want people to have fun, like have a, a zone where they can talk about the things that they like and enjoy in a environment that's not very judgy. So I try to keep down on the mad bads and like mm -hmm. things like that. Like I enjoy that, and I think that's what keeps people coming back around is knowing that. It's kind of a nice, cool place to hang out and kind of shoot the shit sometimes and talk about whatever. That's not yeah. necessarily Vanguard. And I remember at a point you were doing videos on, like, other clan kind of taking ideas and feedback from the Discord. Yeah, that kind of died because uh, I, I'm not doing it full-time. If I was mm -hmm. doing content creation full-time, then I would definitely be venturing out into more, like meta decks and meta profiles and stuff like that but if i have such a finite time to actually create something because i'm working and then <clears throat> family life and trying to make sure that i spend time with my wife and things like that that if i'm going to make content for fun as, and not for for living then i'm going to make it for something that i enjoy and that's usually centered around spikes mm -hmm. <clears throat> excuse me so it is. It can be tough because the content does center around um, Bushiro's release schedule and how much they want to give Spike some love. But I make it work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're kind of preaching to the choir here. Have you listened to like? I'm guessing about maybe a fifth of our episodes are just us being like, "Oh shit, what are we going to talk about this week? Nothing interesting has happened." <laughs> Yeah, and then we just pull this weird topic out of our ass and go off topic for 20 minutes. And that's how you get the God Hand episode. <laughs> God Hand is sweet, though. It is. Oh, the Front Trigger episode? Yes. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. The, the, the one specific... Yeah, the second Front Trigger episode. Yeah. The first one was fine. There were two Front Trigger episodes? Yeah, I'm not sure if they were. I thought they were the same episode. No, See, I didn't know. No, they're, 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 there's a Front Trigger fuckery from, like, a year and some change ago. Yeah, the like. first Front Trigger episode was the one where we said Front Triggers are bad. And the yeah. second Front Trigger episode was actually they're much better than we thought because of Excel 2. Yeah. <laughs> because of Excel 2 and God Hand, and then we were like, oh, shit, it's only been 15 minutes. Let's 
uh, okay. stuff. Like <laughs> Excel 2 is dumb, though. Yes, it is. Don't get me started on that. that. We'll say that for a different podcast when, when, you invite, <laughs> when you invite me back for a non-spike edition of Nexus at Night. Frank's about Excel cleanse. <laughs> I mean, we, oh. we we had you on for that uh, that thought experiment one about the um, like going second, going, going second, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the that was the rare one off. Yeah, that was your <laughs> idea. It was it was my idea. Yeah, that was my that was my baby. I'll I'll like, keep that one tucked away. I quite but enjoyed that, honestly. It was fun. But if you guys want the raw thoughts about how I feel about things, sometimes definitely come to to uh, Discord proof, proof core, whatever you want to call it. Because we, we will put it I, in the show notes so people can access it. Um, so hang out with Matt and Atlas whenever they're on, and maybe one day I'll actually crawl out of my cave and go back on Discord. <laughs> <laughs> one day, yeah, probably we, around fish season. We both uh, like I go on there like mostly during the day because my job is in front of a computer. And mm-hmm. I have so many windows open at the same time. If my boss walks by, it doesn't look like anything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the, the the reason I've been so active on there the last few weeks is I realized like, I can have this open with my email, and they just think it's, like, something else. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can relate. Yeah. Not, in my new, not in my current job, but in my old job. Uh, <laughs> as long as the work gets done, they don't really care what I do. It's nice. Yep, um, exactly. So do you think, like, uh, specializing in one clan has forced you to become more creative? Not Well, obviously with your content, but with, like, deck building in general? Yeah, uh, it kind of makes me look into all the cards more with a keen eye for what it can do. Because, like, of course, when, when Bushrope makes sets, they make cards that are good, they make cards that are bad. They make cards that are very good, and then they make the cards that are very bad. So... It kind of, in my mind, <clears throat> excuse me, they all have some type of purpose. They may not be very good overall, but they do serve some type of role that can be explored when you put it into a deck somewhere. For example, um, a new card that came out for Spikes is Big Blow Ted, which says, um, on place, put a grade to a grader from your drop zone back to the bottom of your deck, and it gets plus 10. And by itself is kind of not a, a great card because it's not live until later in the game. Otherwise, it's going to be an AK vanilla. But then when you look into it, you can see if you apply it with Hellheart 8 combos and putting back certain grade 2s back to the deck, you can kind of loop your deck and attack a lot with Hellheart 8. Or you can use it to put back key pieces in standard to help set up general safety while having an, an 18k booster. So individually it's not very good but since spikes are a clan about teamwork and it's always has been about teamwork you kind of look at the pieces to see if they can come together to make a better whole and kind of centralizing on spikes has helped me get better at analyzing cards to be able to see where they fit in those more niche roles very diplomatic answer <laughs> See me, I just like, oh, I think this card's bad, and I just will move on. <laughs> I mean, watching your channel kind of forces me to try and give at least a fair shake to every card reveal I see, mm-hmm. um, and not just as like a content creator, but as a player. Where, mm-hmm. 
even like even for clans that I don't necessarily play, whenever something comes out, I'm not just gonna be like, "Oh, this doesn't immediately scare me, therefore it's dumb." <laughs> it's like, wow! Therefore I just realized how good. like if if it's not yours, that's what it's supposed to do to like quote be good. Is it just like does this scare me in concept alone? Okay, cool. No. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, it does make you be more creative, which has kind of led me to doing things like the recruit reports, which is my way of saying, I'm going to look at this card individually and talk about it for five to 10 to 15 minutes. And it's kind of become a staple. I want to say to the point to where people have reached out to me asking what I want to do recruit reports for set individual cards as they become released, which makes me feel good because it means that what I've been doing is effective in some capacity and it, it comes from a content place that I enjoy doing and looking in and digging into the cards like I talked about. So at least it, even if the card is never seen play ever after the video, at least it had this moment in the sun to at least shine by itself. And that's what I like to see. It got noticed. Yeah. <laughs> Senpai noticed me. <laughs> and if nothing else, you're like the the guy to come talk to. Mm-hmm. Um and that's not just for like people who want to play spikes, uh, which I've noticed like most to people who have been in the game for a while, everybody's kind of played Spike Brothers at least once. <laughs> it's a it's a double type of clan. It's either you're all in or you give it a solid look for two seconds. Yeah, it's not my cup of tea, and then you move on. But yeah. at least you give it a little bit of notice. Yeah, everybody has yeah. like owned a Spike Brothers deck at least. It's like that kind of thing where. Everyone like gave a fair listen to Aaron Carter. I, I did. I was too old for that, for that, by that point. Not everybody enjoyed Aaron Carter, but everyone was like, "I am going to give him a fair shake as a person." And That's he's fair. I mean, he may have beat Shaq in a pickup basketball basketball game, which white privilege, but. Is that even a thing that happened? Yeah, one of one of his songs is just him beating. Shaq in one-on-one. This is like 1999. This is Shaq at his fucking prime right here. So I refuse it, to believe this is an event that actually occurred. This is a real thing. Guys, I think, no, I, I, I believe it's in the song. Yes. I don't believe it actually happened. Oh, of course not. No, who does? Honestly. <laughs> Shaq let him win, if I, if anything. Oh, I'm yeah, sure. He paid Shaq to let him win. Yeah, so. here's a million dollars. Let this kid win. <laughs> Shaq's like, what? Whatever, sure. Yeah, sure. Look, we're, we're we're trying to get six year olds to buy the the CD and just just fucking let them win, please. <laughs> One time. <laughs> Nexus at night, the riffing on Aaron Carter podcast. Why did that pop into my head? I don't know. Because everybody tries spikes. <laughs> I, I I did. I, I first bought spikes. It was Dudley Emperor. No bad end. Just Dudley Emperor. Mm-hmm. And Jug- Juggernaut Maximum. Yeah, it was it was Dudley Emperor and Juggernaut Maximum. I remember time. that. I remember that deck fondly. It was attacking with things that could soul blast and get themselves the hell out the way. Attack with Deadly Emperor and bring them right back and do it again. <laughs> and right, Juggernaut Maxim wasn't that bad because he was 11k at least. Yeah, the rare 11k in the 10k <laughs> world. <laughs> when things uh-huh. made 15, he was 11, just sitting yep. there chilling. <laughs> Although nothing had cards to guard with anyway. <laughs> And I don't know if I've ever explained this on here before. I feel like I've mentioned on my channel about why I found my way to Spikes in the first place. Um, 
Does that ring a bell at all? I don't think you have. I remember it coming up on the channel, but please do tell. Okay, kind of 37 minutes in, and we're talking about how I found the clan that I do most of my content on. Uh, doing things backwards sometimes, it's all good. I mean, we have both the premium profile, and we have uh, the Thought Experiment episode, and then I think we talked to you after you won that regional. So Yeah. It's mm-hmm. Nationals? Yeah, that was that was ARG Nationals. Put some respect on my trophy, sir. Fine. <laughs> Nationals. I can't remember who's who. I remember Solemn getting his first with with the whole like yellow bolt rush thing, and I can't. That was bushy regionals. See what I mean? Like it all kind of rubs together. I'm sorry. When you won ARG Nationals, you might have come up then. So please, people forget. I forget. What brought you to Spike Brothers? So basically, I was kind of feeding off my prior. Um, TCG experiences and the way that I like to play I, I like to play things that are big and beefy that is fast developing so in Magic typically it's like playing green things that kind of came out the board like faster than expected having big 7-7s uh, or things like that or in other card games similarly speaking and when it came to Vanguard I kind of dabbled around with some other clans and kept getting beat by things here and there and I kind of stumbled upon Juggernaut Maximum and Spikes and playing some other things because you could mix clans back then. So you would like mix in random spike things to help trigger Soulless OTT, for example, because that was a thing. <laughs> but <laughs> eventually, yeah, but once uh, General Seyfried and them boys came out, Spikes was able to be a full-fledged clan finally and that's when I started really noticing it and starting to take a look more into it. So the idea being that big attacks that are hard to handle that could then come back and attack again for a lot of damage that is hard to hand- handle really appealed to really appealed to me. And that's where, and since I was in the game early, that's when I started gravitating towards spikes, and that's where it kind of stuck. And even though other clans came out later, like Great Nature, that could attack for big beefy damage and do similar spike esque things, Fuck yeah, I was already. <laughs> I was already gung ho Spike Boy by that time, so it was kind of set in stone for me. So, long story short, fat attacks do damage, get wins the Spike Way, mm. <laughs> and this is kind of what I really always enjoyed, and it's kind of just stayed that way. I understand this. I also like big beef. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why? Because Dimension Police and Tachi Kaze. I mean, in Magic, I like to do the same kind of thing. I like to throw giant monsters on the table. Mm-hmm. So what, you're Deal into, with it. You're Punching into. people in the face is always a fun play style. Yep. <laughs> so what, you're like, I either like like kind of shoving huge stuff on the board, or I like doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I just like making as many attacks as possible. It's That's just a shame that the clans that I like that do that aren't that good right now. Mm. What? No, it's fine. Yeah, Nova's. Another another tale for another day. Yeah. <laughs> Nova's is really annoying, but anyway. I mean, that's yeah, why no, I like Tail Moon so much. Because it was all, all, all about, like, pull out, attack, pull in, pull out, you know. Yeah. Whoa. What? Loot. <laughs> <sighs> God damn it. I, I walked right into... I didn't walk right into that one, like, as a setup. I just walked right... I, I just, staring at my phone, walked into a wall. Just that kind of... 
<laughs> level of stupid. It's all good. It's a uh, well for me. It's eleven forty at night. So lack of coffee and dead brain and stuff like that. But I don't know what your excuse is. I mean, that's on the East Coast too, and we record this at like usually 9 p.m. at Pacific time, so it, we start at midnight for him every week. That's wild. I don't know how he does it. Well, I I don't have work till noon tomorrow, so I also am like, whatever. Oh, must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it. Matt, I have a question. What's up? So, in Magic, uh, there are, what is it, six colors of... Five colors. Five colors. Red, blue, green, black. Red, yeah, and there's green, Artifact. Black. Yeah, there are these colorless cards. Okay. Mm-hmm. Aside all from that. All the higher hairstyles, so... So, Magic has been around longer, and there's less colors, meaning that there are bigger card pools for each color. But mm-hmm. are there any Magic YouTubers out there, or any, like, people who specialize just in one color? Uh, nothing, nobody specializes in one color. What people do is they specialize in strategies. Explain. So there's a couple different uh, streamers who I'm thinking of. One of them's name is uh, Caleb Scherer, and another one's name is uh, Cyrus Corman Gill, who both specialized in Storm as an archetype. So Storm is an archetype of magic where the goal is to cast as many spells as humanly possible before casting some spell, which usually has the Storm keyword. And the storm keyword is one that copies the spell for each spell cast before it. So if I've cast 10 spells and I cast a spell with Torm, storm, I'll have 11 copies of that spell. The one I'm casting plus 10 for each, 10, one, one for each spell before it, so that's 1 plus 10, that's 11. And some of these spells do things like deal one damage. Or in the case of uh, older magic cards, some of them might mill three cards from a player's library. Or deal two damage and you gain two life. So you can just outright kill your opponent by casting this one card, assuming you cast some cards before. And these decks are uh, usually very intricate. Uh, They have lots of disruption because they want to make sure you're able to force through your combo. They have uh, lots of cards that kind of like generate mana, like generate more mana while like not being a real card, just so that you can cast more and more and more cards. And they play lots of other cards that just kind of um, look through your deck. Like, they don't do anything on board, they just kind of look through your deck. But there's a lot, a couple different, those two people do a lot of work in exploring storm variants for uh, for old formats, like modern uh, legacy and vintage. One of them actually had just, has just won a, won a GP in Atlanta not too long ago. Congrats. Maybe a couple guy. weeks ago. So, and... He's pretty much the, the source on Legacy Storm. Anyone who's making Legacy Storm list just copies his list first. And they'll so, like, I'll figure it out from here. So it's kind of like a proof-like figure, or vice versa. Yeah. Uh, he's also... He's, it's not to say he's not good at other stuff. Like, obviously he is. You know, just like Proof can play other clans, too. Uh, but he is most well-known for his Storm play. Right. I mean, there's nothing wrong with having, like, a thing you're associated with, like... Yes, Patton mm-hmm. Oswald has the you know the KFC bit, but he's also Patton Oswald. So <laughs> slash it's up. always good to have. I kind of call it like a a home track, kind of like a a racing term, where it's like you kind of go back to it and practice skill that you may have learned yeah. out in other places. Like you always have like that nice base you can come back to, like even after you venture out to try. For me, I've been since picking up Vanguard EX, I've been trying out like more Dark Zone clans and. 
picking up Pale Moon and trying that out and trying out Darker Regulars. But even though I keep trying those, I can always come back to Spikes and maybe I learn something a little different that I tried uh, in one of the other clans here and see how things pan out this time around. Mm. Always yeah. keep testing. Yeah, it's definitely one of those things where uh, the best way to learn how to play other decks is to play those decks. Um, and I know that sounds stupid, but I mostly mean like, I after playing with this deck, I now know what cards I consider key. So when I'm on the other side, it's like, okay, I know to retire that with this effect as opposed to just going, I'll pick that one. <laughs> <laughs> and then someone did just make this goofy, dumbass deck that you have no idea what's going on. I mean, I the, love... the element of surprise is very underrated for Vanguard. Or the element of your clan isn't that popular, such as Spikes. I don't think you understand how many times I've had people ask me what cards do at regionals. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or or back in the heyday of Miracle Ace, I would, instead of asking my opponent, do you know what Miracle Ace does, I would just outright explain it and save the 10 seconds of interaction <laughs> there. <laughs> I was like, all right, look here, check this out. Here's what it does. And I start going through the, the effects one by one. Is that one for you? <laughs> no. No. Nah. <laughs> and then I, I explain, the best part is that I would explain what Miracle Ace does. My opponent would then look confused and then pick it up and read it. And then put it back on Vanguard. Like, yep, all right, cool, ready? And then I'll start attacking from. <laughs> <laughs> and then by the, by, like the third loop, when I have my third charging out, and Frog Raider is about forty five thousand. They're like, how many more attacks you got? And I'm like, uh, how much soul do I like count my soul? About three ish or so, maybe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's always <laughs> weird when like part part of your winning strategy is not public information, so you can't really give them a straight answer. Mm-hmm. Whether like how many more attacks you got left? I'm like I'm playing Pale Moon. I look at my soul. Uh, that depends. <laughs> I just say usually I say a number more than one or something like that. <laughs> I say at least one. That's I'll the... say whatever information is public to them right then. How many attacks do you have left? As of right now, two. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. Five. I just... have two attacks. <laughs> Thinking about Devil Watch at the bottom of your deck. <laughs> I now have three attacks. <laughs> uh, but bringing it back, uh, figuring out the Miracle Ace combo was a whole lot of fun. And like that dawning moment when I was like, oh, wait, if I have these set of cards together, like combining Misery with Devil Watch to get plus two soul for that interaction. Little things like that just kind of put the combo into a new stratosphere, mm-hmm. which made it a whole lot of fun to keep navigating down. Even though by the time that G era ended, I was so sick of playing combo decks because I did it for three years straight between Miracle Ace and Hellheart 8 that I was ready for a beatdown deck. I do still look back on those those years very fondly because a, a lot of changes happened for me like outside of Vanguard, that kind of helps keep that moment sticking out in my head. And it kind of helped my channel grow at the same time. Kind of just to bring it all back about those moments that may help spark interest in my channel. The first one being was like the G-Era stuff coming out and putting those charts together for the combo videos helped bring a lot of eyes to my channel. And then I kind of had some 
some fortunate luck when this whole Reddit thing went down between me and uh, LaFunk Doctor, who's another former, I think, former Vanguard content creator. I totally uh, forgot but, about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was what nice happened with that again? There. So the backstory, because, yeah, I don't think I've explained it on here before, but pretty much what happened was that sometime during G-Era, he came out with uh, his own version of a tier list on the Reddit back when I was more active there. And he kind of put spikes rated lowly. And I was like, I don't agree with it, like for X, Y, Z reasons. And there was some back and forth between me and him to the point to where somebody else um, said, why don't you two like um, play on CFA to fight it out? And then from there, it kind of became its own thing on the Reddit channel. And like he, it blew up and it was like, all right, we're going to play on Monday. And then the old admin there kind of made separate um, like live stream watching channel or threads for it. And then somebody streamed it. I think LaFont Doctor himself streamed it. I, I didn't stream at the time. So I kind of just played myself. Uh, <laughs> I <laughs> say played myself. <laughs> I played uh, off stream. But basically we played a CFA best two out of three. I played Spikes and he played Angels. And after that went down, I ended up winning two games to one. And then I, I kind of broke it down and talked about it. And then from there, somebody took the video and shared it because they didn't like how LaFunk Doctor played and put it onto Vanguardians, which brought a whole lot of eyes to the channel. And it kind of helped people, A, see what Spice can do in a combo setting. And B, it was one of the few times at the moment that I did face cam videos. So it kind of helped people put the voice with my face and kind of put two and two together. And it kind of helped bring more popularity to the channel and... It was a nice little moment for me because I think it was the one of the first times that somebody actually shared one of my videos on Vanguardians without me having to do it. So I think I traveled that weekend to my parents' house down in North Carolina. And I woke up to like 10 to 12 notifications about something. I was like, what happened here? Did, like, Was there like a storm or a tragedy or something? Like, nope, just somebody like shared a video of yours. I was like, oh, that's really cool. And kind of went from there. <laughs> <laughs> and then the third moment of course uh, was me winning ARG which brought a whole lot of eyes because um, different fight got the video and did his analysis of the final game uh, Solemn gave me a shout out on his channel and both of, those, both of those guys linked to my channel from their channel which is bigger than mine so it kind of helped funnel in people that might have been curious about who's this spike guy like they know him by name like know him as the spike guy type of thing and kind of brought eyes to the channel so it's like a couple fortunate timing things that went on that helped bring popularity to the channel which i do really appreciate and it, it kind of helped drum up a an internet friendship with those guys like mm -hmm. uh different fight will host me on uh vanguard ex streams now and solemn is part of discord and my discord and things like that so it is kind of cool to see where doing this channel my channel and the content that i put out has led me um in the vanguard world carve out my own little own little piece of the pie there so it is kind of nice yeah it happens when you're that good <laughs> i mean like <laughs> something like that because <laughs> winning that ARG basically not only the like spike brothers is kind of known as like a i guess backwater 
planned by most people. It, the Aaron Carter for most people. And uh, so having a guy who specializes it, not only, like, stick with it for this long, but then go and win with it, gives you a lot of credibility to the claims you're making, mm-hmm. uh, which is something that most of the Nexus people have yet to do. <laughs> is, <laughs> and yet and... people trust us anyway. They're, we're like, this is a deck profile. And they're like, okay, I'm like, you're just taking it at our word. I still, I'm not even sure about this. Okay, sure. <laughs> it, it did help uh, legitimize the things that I've say, or I've say, God, I can't talk. The, the legitimized things that I do say because in Vanguard, like with other competitive environments, results mean everything pretty much. So I can say whatever and focus on the clan, but if I go to every tournament and O2 drop, nobody's going to listen to the words that I say. So it was nice to be able to go to ARG with a deck that I had a lot of faith and confidence in after the test I put into it and come out with the victory. A, because it was nice to finally win a big tournament in a Vanguard and then be just the timing of it, of being like the, the very first big premium tournament for um, V era. And like a lot of eyes were on it because there's like the big uh, pariah that was OTT um, issue time. And then all of a sudden OTT geese comes out and it's like, what in the, what in the world is this? And then amongst all that, the, one of the three, I want to say, Spike Brothers clans or Spike Brothers players, two of which made it to top 16, and then I ended up winning it. Kind of like, it was just, I like to call it the wild, wild west of Vanguard because there was no telling what was going to be going on that weekend. So it was nice to be able to come out with the victory after all of that and it felt really good. Yeah. Hmm. <clears throat> I, 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 I still remember in the finals, me thinking you like adapted to Giza in the finals. <laughs> like the force marker placement, actually, that, like not being the case. I that think. was that was actually the third time that I'd faced Geese in that weekend, and <laughs> I faced as, as I mentioned. Then I faced it in the very first round. Had no idea what in the world I was facing, so I had to like try to learn it on the fly. And then <laughs> I played against the guy in finals during the Swiss event during the Swiss rounds, and so I was like, ah, "This worked in round one. Let me try it here." And I don't know why, for the life of me, I chose to do a different strategy in the finals, but I took the L for that one. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, let's let's go back to plan A, what we were doing before. So if I had done it differently, game, whichever one it was, where I split the force markers, I may have won two games to nothing and not put myself in that position where I had to do the big loop at the end. But it did kind of make it a nail-biting, exciting finale for the fans, so for that I'm happy. (laughs) (laughs) Especially because I'm trying to put out videos as fast as possible, and so trying to fumble with some type of theme song or try to do like the the motion intros that people have, which are very nice, but I just don't have the the technical know-how, and I'm, like, my channel's my baby. So I kind of limit how much outsourcing I do for certain things. Mm-hmm. So I was like, by this time, like people know my name. People know that my name comes from a Bad Meets Evil song in part. Well, mostly. That's not true. Uh, I mean, it's a name, good song. Yeah, my name. I learned of the song, and then I picked up the name when I started when I was playing Pokemon uh, Smogon. And I was like, 
uh, I really like this name, so I kind of stuck with it and I changed everything to Live and Prove. Not that I don't definitely don't doubt. It. I love the song, incredible song, but I'm rambling because I'm tired. No, it's okay. <laughs> I lost train of thought. Your intros are good links too. I hate it when channels have like a 30 second intro. I'm just like, oh. Yeah. yeah, I've actually trimmed it down after suggestions because, like, the part that I had before was like ten to twelve seconds long, yeah, and then people so the people didn't like it, so I kind of just snipped it down to the very end where it says the name, and I, I think I'm at like the nice, nice middle ground to where it's a suitable intro for all videos involved. You, you hear just worldwide American way living proof, and then cut. That's it. Uh, I actually don't even hear that anymore. Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. My bad. I don't even know my own intro. Or, or, Jeez. Like, part, or like, uh, <laughs> like I watch a lot of false swipe gaming, and they used to have like the the intro was like this camera going down the length of a sword blade, and then it would go back in the sheath, and then say false swipe. Now it's just shing false swipe. That's it. Like that's all you yep. need. Because if your intro is like fifteen seconds long, people are gonna leave the video before they even get to your content. Yeah, they'll like they'll try and fast forward and then overshoot it and then like especially if you're watching on your phone, it's Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a nightmare. So um, get it trim it down, trim it down. But yeah, you you are uh you are a specialist and you are special in our hearts and you are an amazing Vanguard YouTuber and the reason that I wanted to do this episode was I'm almost half asking the community there should be more specialists like Proof and Wave Nation and Commander Jaime, rest in peace, but <laughs> he's not dead, but he's, he just hasn't done content in like two years. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I really think that this should be more of a thing, um, and I know what they say, like, the best way to, if you want something done right, do it yourself, but I'm already kind of a public figure, so it's hard for me to be like, I'm the great nature guy. I'm not doing that. So There uh, was someone who tried to be the great nature guy. I don't know what happened to him. Well, maybe It's, may- it's hard knocks out here uh, for content creation because there's so much that goes into it that like you might have an, a good idea for one to two to three videos, but then once you get to those first three videos, it's like, what else do I have to say type of thing? And it becomes mm-hmm. hard. And then if not a lot of people are watching it, then you kind of get discouraged about what you're putting out there. So it is kind of hard. You got to kind of have to pay your dues, so to speak, quote unquote, to uh, help get get the word out there for your channel to grow. And mm-hmm. it does take a couple lucky breaks like it did for me. Like if those things didn't happen at the time that they did, then I don't think I would be as widely known as I am now. So Kind of just, sometimes you gotta just keep pushing and those let those breaks come for you. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think uh, what makes it difficult too is the fact that there's not like a good like online Vanguard client. CFA is a little ugly. Yeah. Uh, so like I mean it's service it's like works for what people want to do, but if it, not, you know if card fight line had actually happened. Mm-hmm. It'd be a lot easier to just get our point across. Yeah. We'd have a lot more like games accessible, we be able to show off deck building more easily. We could do like test runs, gold fishing without having to awkwardly shuffle two browsers. <laughs> oh, I remember those days. <laughs> the beyond life. But that's why I've been doing pushing so much content out through Vanguard EX because fortunately um Rage and Tactics was the last set that they put on this particular game. Which means mm-hmm. I have access to all the spike stuff, which 
lo and behold, I'm going to be putting out content for it. So it kind of worked out for me in that regard. And I've been having a lot of fun with it. And I'm starting to branch out more to using it for like more deck profile type of things. I actually need to get a video up for that. But like kind of need to take advantage of the stuff that we have, which is part of what the content creation game is. Mm-hmm. So when you have CFA most accessible, you kind of have to use that if you want to get gameplay footage out there. Or you got to have a, a nice local group who's willing to let you record um, at the shop or things like that. But it, even with that, it kind of comes with, do you have a good camera? Do you ha- Or if you're on a stream like I do, do you, can your computer handle it? Or do you have a laptop that can handle it? And then by the time you've invested um, a good chunk of money just to be able to record pr- appropriately, and then you have to hope people like what you put out there. So, and it is kind of, a vulnerable feeling to put something out there with your name and or voice and or face on it. So if you don't have a, a big following already, you kind of trepidatious to put that content out there and hope people like it. I have an important question. Yes. It, for me or in general? For, for, for proof. Of the spikes decks post raging tactics, which one should I build on EX? Which one should build on you? <laughs> <laughs> so helpful right now, Matt. Thank you. Well, I, I, no. And it, I'm sure other people have this question too. I mean, if you have 15 men, I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of different decks you can make um, post rating tactics, depending on what your end goal is. So there's three basic um, archetypes. There's like the steady build, which is like bull spike and safe read and or bad end. There's the rush build, throw everything down and hope for the best coyote build with general safe read. And then you kind of um, mash things together with bull spike, bad end and general safe read, which is what I've been working with because bad end is a good boy for me right now. So I've been kind of enjoying what he does. Bad end is a good boy. (laughs) I, I copied the Bull spike bad end list, but I was like, before before you got rid of your spikes channel, but mm-hmm. that's all I got out of it. Hey, it, the it's a ten grade three lineup, which is kind of common now, but also kind of rare for spikes because we usually just kind of tunnel down on eight. But we have a lot of good pieces in the grade one and grade two slots now to help get pieces to your hand, especially good old boy uh, Ronaldo to help put pieces on board for you. Yeah, that, that nuts. oh yeah, Ronaldo's nuts. But sometimes he puts a lot of junk on the board, and that's where bad end comes in handy to help clean that up. And I've been learning some small things about bad end as I've been testing it, like the way it prevents deck out against Mega Colony was pretty neat. <laughs> <laughs> so little small things like that, and then some some much nice needed crit pressure without having to go force two if you don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. Little, little, little Vanguard, little little uh, Spike Brothers deck building talk at the end always makes for a good podcast. Yeah. yeah. But unfortunately, I believe that uh, is, that is the end of this episode. Proof, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me everywhere. I'm worldwide, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find me on my Discord channel, uh, which they'll have a link to in the description, most likely. Yes, we you will. You can find me on my YouTube channel. Which is Living Proof VG. That's the best way to find me. Yeah. I'll we'll also, also link on... that in the description, too. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I'm also on Twitter 
at Living Proof VG, and that's mainly it. Uh, you'll find me most talkative in my Discord channel. If you want to ask me general spike questions, I can answer them more readily there. Uh, I do answer some YouTube comments sometimes, as long as they're not silly questions or crazy uh, banalities out there, if that makes any sense. But usually the best place to get information from me is from my Discord channel because it's, it's easier to respond in uh, real time for me. So things like that. That'll do it. Um, Matt, how about you? Find me on, on Twitter. <laughs> Uh, at, at Wiggum's two G's two Z's. Uh, you can find me at Plasma Eclipse. I do the arts. I've been doing a bunch of stuff for Inktober recently. Nice. Yeah. We've been retweeting it. Um, let's see. Uh, and then you can find me personally at Atlas Novak on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I also have a thing I'm working on that I'll reveal in the next few weeks. It's a project, and I think you guys will like it. Otherwise, you can uh, find this show at Nexus at Night on Twitter or Instagram. The last thing we put out was how freaking ripped Alt Mile is, so en- enjoy the slightly <laughs> homoerotic vibes. What? Please. Please what? Please, please he ha- enjoy. He has please, the yeah. Please enjoy. Yeah, he has the best abs. What are you talking about? Wow. They, they don't call him Abs Mile for nothing. Never once heard that name. I think you. I think that's just you. That was probably only. Well, we have called him Absmile Ab- on this podcast multiple times. Yeah, but it's mostly Atlas. Yeah, that's true. But Absmile is Bay, so what are we complaining about? <laughs> and I still have this Royals case split just sitting in my drawer, unloved. Shame. Is that a MLB? Uh, no, this is like way back in the day for Alt Mile. Seriously. Oh, that- Yep. It's just half sitting in my drawer unloved. Oh my god, that's nuts. At this point, you may as well keep it there. You ain't gonna see any play anytime soon. Yeah. What's not? Yeah. (laughs) Brave? Yep. Figuratively and literally. Rest in peace. So much goof. (laughs) Alright, well, until next time, I was Atlas. I'm still Matt. I'm Rupier. I'm Proof. Tell him you want me back. (laughs) He's worldwide, everybody. And have a good night.